1: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Lyle Shelton is the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and is joining me on the phone once again. Welcome to another week, Lyle.
0: Thanks, Tracy. Good to be with you.
1: Well, there's certainly plenty to talk about. We've seen uh, big counter-terrorism raids take place over the last week or so in... Uh, in various parts of the country, and it's led to a crackdown at the security at Parliament House. Tell me what you've noticed, because the ACL's offices are actually at Parliament House, aren't they?
0: Well, our offices are five-minute drive, less than a five-minute drive from Parliament House, Tracy, and we're up there quite regularly, of course, uh, liaising with parliamentarians, and I'll be up there again today. But uh, there is a heightened security presence uh, there since the, our terror alert uh, was raised last week, and uh, one of the noticeable changes is that. Uh, there'll no longer be the opportunity for unaccompanied visitors' passes to be issued. Uh, that means that uh, people uh, going to Parliament House to see an MP can no longer get signed in and then, once finished uh, their business, be allowed to wander the corridors of Parliament House unaccompanied. Uh, so that's that's a pretty big change.
1: I guess it is, but it surprises me in the first place that people were actually allowed to wander around unaccompanied.
0: Well, look, this is Australia, Tracy, and uh, the Parliament House is the... The people's uh, parliament, and uh, I think it's been wonderful that uh, there's, there's been, you know, reasonable uh, flexibility in our parliament for people who are visiting there. Uh, once you've finished a meeting with it, with an MP, that you could, um, you could then perhaps go and see another MP without having to be escorted through the building. Well, that freedom's been lost now. Uh, 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 fortunately, people like myself who have uh, a lobbyist pass uh, will still be allowed to uh, have access to the, to the building, but uh, certainly the security has been heightened. Uh, there's extra security uh, stationed uh, around the building, and also um, ministers uh, whose offices face uh, outwards uh, onto the uh, onto the uh, roadway. Uh, for instance, uh, they're actually being moved to internal offices uh, to avoid any uh, possibility of, of, I guess. Uh being exposed perhaps to um, assassination or, or something like that. So, again, these are pretty pretty big measures that have uh, come into force uh, just over the course of the last few days. I suppose those
1: sort of movements, as far as the minister's offices go, though, would follow on from what the Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, was saying in that there had been chatter, was the terminology that he used, that an attack uh, was possible on ministerial members of parliament. So it's better to be safe than sorry, Lyle.
0: Yes, it is, and, and it's really unfortunate that these sort of precautions uh, have to be taken. Um, certainly, security was beefed up significantly after 9/11. That's uh, you know 12 or 13 years ago now, uh, but uh, now we're seeing even extra measures uh, taken uh, as a result of of this heightened terrorist threat. And it, uh, it's very sad that uh, this uh, that it's come to this uh, in a country like Australia, which has uh, enjoyed great freedom and, and safety.
1: All right, let's move on to what's making news around various states. The Premier of New South Wales, Mike Baird, talking about the legalisation of medical marijuana.
0: Yes, it's an interesting one, Tracey. I see no issue with with making um, marijuana available for medicinal purposes, provided it has gone through uh, normal, controlled scientific trials to... Uh, assess the efficacy of its uh, medicinal properties, um, for instance, we know that uh there's ingredients of heroin that are used uh, in morphine for instance um opium uh, opiates from opium opium are, are used in uh, in uh, m- medical drugs as well. no problem with that, but uh, we don 't allow the smoking of opium for instance we don 't allow the injecting of, of heroin so so long as um, that it's done in a scientific way and that this is not some sort of backdoor means to uh, normalise the recreational use of cannabis, which is a harmful drug. Uh, I see no issue with it.
1: Yes, but we certainly uh, don't grow opium in our backyard either and I think he's leaning in that direction, isn't he, the Premier, saying that perhaps growing it could be an option for those who require it.
0: It seems like that, Tracy. Um In one of the proposals that Mr Baird put forward last week, he proposed, and it's just a proposal, that uh, terminally ill people who are registered as terminally ill uh, would not be uh, fined or criminalised for possessing marijuana. Now, that seems to leave the door open, as you say, to them uh, growing their own marijuana or at least obtaining it illegally uh, so that they can um, make use of it and self-prescribe pre- it. Now, now that's not on. Um, if, if this is truly a medical issue, uh, marijuana or cannabis should only be prescribed in a medical way by a doctor once controlled trials have been done in the way that any other drug would be tested before it's allowed onto the market. Yes, and
1: I've seen some comments from the AMA, the Australian Medical Association, saying that there are much more effective drugs available than marijuana.
0: Yes, uh, that's right, Tracy, and, uh, and it would seem that um, certainly the AMA uh, is very sceptical about whether uh, marijuana uh, is needed. Uh, but, look, let's, let's let the scientific trials occur. And uh, if, if they uh, uh, can prove that there's uh, a benefit through medicinal use of marijuana uh, in, in the way that any other drug which has been tested uh, is made available on the market, we'll, we'll let, let it go through that process. But uh, I do worry, Tracy, that uh, often uh, medical marijuana is pushed by the same people who are continually pushing for the liberalisation of what is a very harmful Uh, drug.
1: Yes and I think you don't want to see the blurring of the lines here where that could be the case where people would have ready access to it and I think as you've alluded to there that could be a danger.
0: Uh, A real danger Tracy I think uh, many of us uh, I certainly have uh, a number of friends who uh, unfortunately in their younger days smoked marijuana done incredible damage to their brains Uh, one of my friends is dead as a result of Uh, a poor judgment call after his brain was severely damaged by smoking marijuana. This is something we certainly do not want to see uh, legitimised for recreational use in any way, shape or form.
1: Now, Lyle, something else that's been making headlines for several weeks now is the situation concerning Christians in Syria and Iraq. And the ACL has come up with a great initiative to help Christians in Australia uh, combat that.
0: Yes, Tracy we've we've been concerned, along with uh, church leaders, uh, from lots of different denominations for some time, that uh, there's just not the awareness that there should be of the persecution that's been taking place uh, in the Middle East, uh, particularly in Syria, and, uh, and more recently in northern Iraq. Uh, it, it really took uh, the gruesome um, photographs of a, of a little boy holding a severed head uh, to really wake us all up. But the reality is that Christians in Syria particularly have been suffering for the last few years of that uh, civil war, uh, hundreds of thousands of them have been driven from their homes into neighbouring countries. Uh, it's an absolute disaster. And uh, this has been uh, all uh, at the behest of the uh, the radical uh, extremist uh, Islamist groups uh, that are operating there. And so we want to see uh, a greater level of awareness and solidarity with those Christians and other persecuted minorities uh, like Yazidis and even Muslims that are being persecuted. And so... Uh, Sunday, November the 2nd, is being designated as Solidarity Sunday uh, for churches to give over a portion of their service, not the whole service, but just a portion for prayer and solidarity, and then uh, seeing if we can raise awareness in our local media uh, about what is happening so that the wider community can see.
1: And what church groups have said they're going to be involved in this, Lyle?
0: Well, well, Tracy, it's been really encouraging. There's a a broad cross-section of the uh, church in Australia, the the Catholic Sydney Archdiocese, uh, the Sydney Anglicans, uh, the Presbyterian Church of Australia, the Baptist Union, um, Seventh-day Adventists, uh, Pentecostals, uh, the ACC, uh, and and I've probably left some out, Tracy. um, uh, the Syrian Orthodox Church, uh, the Coptic Church, uh, and it goes on, and uh, people can go onto our website and see uh, the list of uh, churches and denominations that are supporting this, but it really is... Um, A wonderful show of unity across the board of uh, churches who are willing to endorse this and encourage their congregations to participate in Solidarity Sunday on November the 2nd.
1: And as always, you can follow the links to the ACL website by going to ours at vision.org.au. That is Lyle Shelton, the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Lyle, always good to talk. We'll chat again
0: soon. Thanks so much, Tracy.